Hey friends, I am Wren, and I want to welcome you to the Friends of a Feather podcast, a podcast in which you will walk away encouraged by hearing God's stories from my friends that I share. Every time you download an episode, I want you to feel seen by God, to feel encouraged in your daily life, and be spurred on to honor Him with the gifts and talents He has given you. If this is the first time you've tuned in, or if you've been joining in for a while, you are welcome here, friend. So many new things happening here at the podcast that I am so thrilled about. One of which is that we launched my new website, wrenrobbins.com. I really wanted to have a landing spot where I could share more content with you. I would love for you to go sign up for the Friends of a Feather mailing list so you can start getting emails that encourage, tell you about resources that can help you in your daily walk, and perhaps a discount code here and there for my favorite companies. And as a thank you for you for signing up to receive the newsletter, you will get a free download of one of my very favorite verses directly in your inbox after subscribing. Okay, let's get to today's episode. I recently heard about Annie Padgett. She's a wife, a mom of four, and an amazing artist. She uses her creativity to teach women, teens, and tweens about Jesus. We found each other through a friend's recent podcast episode, and we had the best time talking. We chat about so many things, but one surprising event changed her life forever. She lost her best friend in a boating accident on her 17th birthday. God used this tragic accident to move in Annie's life from a worldly perspective to a life of passion to know Jesus and encourage others to do the same. Embracing her background in youth ministry and the arts, she founded Thou Art Exalted. It combines the study of God's Word with Annie's passion for the arts. With 1 Chronicles 29.11 as a guide, Thou Art Exalted provides art-based Bible studies, free devotions, speaking events, art camps, conferences, and online resources to help women, teens, and tweens develop a relationship with Jesus. You will be encouraged how walking through hard yet joy-filled times will increase your faith and get you excited about your walk with Jesus. Okay, here is my conversation with Annie. Welcome to the podcast, Annie. Thank you, Bren. It's great to be here. I am so excited that you are here with me. I'm just excited. You're in Jacksonville. I am. And Jacksonville, just, Florida. Do you love living in Florida? I do. Born and raised and yes. ended up moving here all my life, which I never expected, but I'm back and I love it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's been raining for days and days here, so Florida sunshine sounds good to me yeah. <laughs> right it is. now. It is super nice. Our winter lasts for about two days, and then we're back to 89, which yes. it was two wow. days ago. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Crazy. 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 Well, if somebody doesn't know about Annie, and tell me how you pronounce your last name. So it rhymes with magic. That's the best way to pronounce it. Okay. it so it's Padgett. So that's the easiest because no one knows. And mm-hmm. it's great when you get phone calls and they say, is Mrs. Pachich, Pachich, chat? I'm like, nope, she's not here. <laughs> she's not here, <laughs> Sorry. but Annie Padgett but, is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So tell me a little bit about you, your husband, your kids, their ages, and what you do kind of on a daily basis. Well, so uh, I've been married 23 years to a Florida Jacksonville native. That's when I said I didn't realize I would be back in Jacksonville. We did not know each other in high school or college. Okay. And I was actually in grad school at the Portfolio Center studying graphic design and illustration. And he was at the state attorney's office in Jacksonville. And so I met him one Christmas break and that Romance, we met, dated, engaged, and married in 11 months. Wow, that's awesome. I know. So 
so super fast, but it was wonderful. You know, when you meet that special person, you just know there's yeah. something yeah. that just tells you. We have four children, oh. girl, boy, girl, boy. Not sure how that happened, but <laughs> that, was, that was a blessing. My oldest is almost 21. She's a junior at Auburn. Okay. And then I have a senior in high school, a boy. I have a 10th grade girl and I have a 7th grade boy. Wow, you are busy, right? Yes, I have been for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is neat. Okay, and so tell everybody kind of what you do every day um, after you get the kids to school, or they're driving now, right. most of them. I know. So you... That is a treat. <laughs> oh, I am yeah. no longer the driver, which <sighs> I think there are different phases in motherhood. The first, when they can walk. <laughs> then when you don't have to change a diaper, that's a huge leap of um, of not having to do that anymore. And then yes. you, um, they can swim. That's a huge stage. Ah. Um, where they can babysit themselves. That's another gigantic leap. Mm -hmm. And then when they can drive and you trust them to drive, uh, yeah. <laughs> which is a whole nother ball game. Oh um, yeah. So, but okay. yes, yeah, so I'm not driving. They're driving. Well, not my seventh grader, obviously, but, yeah, yeah, but he rides with his brothers and sisters. So that's great. That's great. Okay. So what do you do after you get them to school, you know, kind of get them off to school and everything? What do you do every day? When they leave for school, the first thing I try to do is sit with the Lord. Mm. I just grab a cup of coffee and enjoy the quiet and then I might exercise, may or may not. I will dress like I looked like I exercised, <laughs> but I, that might might not or happen. But uh -huh. and then I have a little art studio in my garage, and I go out there and start working on Thou Art Exalted, which is my ministry. And I will work all day on that. And then when it rolls around three, four o'clock, that's when I realize the dinner bell starts to ring. <laughs> yeah. And you start getting ready for all the kids to start coming home and kind of switch gears back to being a mom. Okay. All right. Well, I want to talk to you a little bit about your ministry. Um, your goddaughter, Micah reached out to me. She had heard an episode of the podcast a couple weeks ago, and she reached out to me and was like, you need to know about my godmom's business and her ministry, and you you just got to check her out. And so I stalked you. Well, I, <laughs> I did a deep dive, but it was kind of like a stalking deep dive <laughs> into Instagram, and I found you, and I was floored by your ministry, and I oh. love that your ministry focus, Thou Art Exalted, is your mission is clear. It is clear that it is mm. glorifying God alone. And I love that you also use your background in graphic design and right. your artist heart to have art inside of your ministry. So tell us a little bit yes. more about Thou Art Exalted and kind of where you started um, when you really wanted to start this ministry. Right. Well, I do. I'm a, definitely an artist at heart. I started as a ballerina growing up. I actually went to SMU on a classical ballet scholarship. And so the arts have always been a part of who I am. My parents are super creative. My dad was in outdoor advertising. My mom was an art teacher and an interior designer. So actually, my dad painted his first billboard. So oh, I wow. def definitely have this artistic um, in inside of me, um, this artistry. And 
I love the Lord. And so when my daughter was about 10 years old and she was entering into fourth grade and struggling between this, do I want to be this older girl or am I still a little girl kind of uh, struggle? I realized that this is the time that I need to teach her about who Jesus is in a creative way. Mm. And so I went to the bookstore and realized that either it was heavy, heavy high school material or it was VBS. And there was no Bible study that was in between that offered this relationship, very real relationship with Christ that she could have that would take her through the hardship of middle school and high school and college and marriage and, you know, forever and ever that she needed this foundation of Christianity and her own belief system. So I was on Young Life staff for two years and volunteered for many years before that. So I have this ministry background. And so that summer I decided, you know what, Annie? If you get their friend's attention, then you will get their attention. Mm. So I grabbed 20 of her friends, sent postcards out, and we had our first art camp, which is what I, it actually, how it all started. And so we studied scripture and then we made a piece of art that reflected back toward that scripture. Mm. So it would, the scripture would be, re-emphasized. It would be remembered because they actually could take their hands and create something that meant something to them. So as God was speaking to their hearts, he was also speaking through their hands. And I believe that someone said we're most like our creator when we're being creative. Mm. And I also believe that art is very therapeutic And so when these girls are struggling with identity or fears or worry or discouragement or, oh, I think I named a lot of them, jealousy, that they do this art, all of a sudden these walls just tend to drop and they let go of their anxiety and they let go of their worries and they can put down their phone and they can actually create something. And so what started 13 summers ago was never my dream. I never stepped Mm. into this and said, I'm going to have a ministry one day that reaches 48 states and eight countries. I'm going to be, I'm going to use my graphic design to design every one of these Bible studies. I'm going to use my ministry background to, to write and ask God to give me these illustrations or create the art projects. You know, I, I think that God gives you gifts. And as you grow, as you mature, as you get older, you tend to uncover those gifts one by one and go, oh my gosh, I do have that gift. I can use it in this way. I have that gift too. Oh, I can use it in that way. And so this ministry happened with 20 girls in my living room. And I remember that, we, so it was all week, that Friday night, all the parents came back to my house and we had all the art displayed everywhere. Mm-hmm. And these little girls were so excited to tell their parents and explain to them each piece of art. And and remember, it goes back to the scripture. So they're telling their parents about God's word. And then I got up and got to present our whole week and realized I'm presenting the gospel to these parents. Wow. In such a non-threatening way, in such a real natural, this is what we did this week, and this is how we learned about Jesus. 
And so it was also twofold. Like I got to tell the parents about Jesus as well as I got to tell the girls about Jesus. And one of the dads said, well, what are you doing next year? And I, at him. <laughs> and I said, next year, like, what are you talking about? And that next year led into the next year, into the next year, mm. and so on and so on. And so that's where we are today. And now we're a full nonprofit ministry. And obviously, I have an assistant, Micah, my goddaughter, who has been the most amazing part of seeing how God can bring you women who will help you in your journey mm. and who have gifts that you don't have and being able to delegate and work together and form a ministry that is to God's glory. Again, using those gifts, different gifts that, pe- that God has given you throughout your life. So that's it in a, in a nutshell. Wow. I think that is huge. And I, I love how it came out of just a need in your own daughter's life and that you saw a need in her and just said, let's do this. Let's grab friends and let's do it. Right. And it's so creative. And I love what you said, the quote about how that we are reflecting. Most like the creator. Yeah, we're reflecting him. And I love also what you said um, about how we use our, you know, it might take a while for us to see the gifts that we have and say, you know, you have given me these gifts um, and I'm grateful for them, but how can I use them for your glory? Right. How can I exactly. use them um, to bring the gospel um, into exactly. daily life? And sometimes that can be super scary. Oh, yes. Because, you know, you're like, are you sure, Lord? Like, I, I'm, <laughs> yeah. not, I'm not so confident in this area. And he's like, yeah. you know what, Annie? That's great. I don't want you to be confident. I don't want you to be confident in your own gifts. I want you to completely and solely trust in me. And I think that that is where you know that God is working. When you look at your gifts and you're like, "Mm, I don't know. And then God can take them and just use them beyond what you could ever expect or imagine. Okay, so take us back. I, I like I said, I did, <laughs> I did stalk you on Instagram, <laughs> and I went way back where you posted a picture of your high school graduation. Everybody has a quote, um, and right. your quote was in high school was, "What you are is God's gift to you. What you make of yourself is your gift to God." And I just think that is the neatest thing because I think that that's mirroring your your ministry right now, the work that you are doing and how right. you are giving that gift back to God and he is blessing it. I mean, he is using wow. it for his glory. Well, I think it's so funny that you found that because <laughs> <laughs> that is a sure proof that God is in my life and he was in my life, especially in high school. I would say that's where I built my testimony. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and I really did not become a believer until I was 17 years old. I grew up in the church. I, I grew up with great, you know, Christian parents. I grew up in the South where Christianity is just expected. Mm-hmm. And I truly and honestly did not know what a relationship with Jesus really was until my best friend was killed in a boating accident when I was 17. And that's when I reached out and said, who are you? Because this is not the God that I grew up with. This is not the God who just gives you good gifts and and you say your prayers at night and, and at the table every time you eat and you have great Easter outfits and get great, you know, Easter basket candy. This is not who I thought you were. And that is truly where my journey began. 
and struggling with God. Just like you said, it's neat that the ministry came out of my daughter's struggle because it was, it was a struggle for her at that point. Am I older? Am I younger? Where do I fit in kind of thing? And to me, my journey with Jesus was very much of a struggle that happened in this, you know, un, unexpected death. But that's where I had to ask the hard questions. Who are you? Do I really believe in you? And I believe God wants us to ask those hard questions because he's a big God. Yeah. And and through that, through those questions and having Amy Grant, the cassette, that shows you what year it was, <laughs> 1987. Yeah. And cassettes would just flip when they were over. Yeah, yeah. You could. I think you might have been able to rewind, but you know, you, but it would flip like on its day. own. Yeah, it would just flip on its own for yeah. so for three weeks. I never took out that cassette, and I realized that her words really ministered to my soul, and that's where my walk began. So when I made that quote, I was such a new believer, and I really, honestly, didn't have any Christian friends in high school. Mm. So I was very much had my foot in the world and trying to discern what this real Christian walk was about. And it wasn't until I went to college and my roommate was a Christian from Nashville, Tennessee. And so my side of the room had, you know, senior cruise, senior prom, you know, I'm in college. I can't wait. (laughs) We're going to have so much fun. And her side on her bulletin board had some like scripture and she had a Bible. And I thought, oh, this is going to be great. (laughs) You know, (laughs) she's going to be a real winner. You know, and I thought, oh, Lord. But it was through her life. It was through the light of Jesus shining in her that I wanted. I craved what she had because she was not of the world. She walked the walk and she was so beautiful and so fun and so cool. And that's where my faith began was watching her as a believer step into the world of Southern Methodist University as freshmen and realizing that you could have a relationship with Jesus and it could be authentic and real and fun. And that's when the adventure began. So he knew my heart, which is fun that I wrote that down. He knew, again, uh, covering those gifts that I had no idea that I was about to experience this adventure with him. Mm. Well, and take us back. I didn't, I didn't realize that uh, about your best friend um, passing away. Tell, take us back to that um, moment or, or the time when you found out. There were three boys and there was construction on an island and there was a bridge that was unlit and there was a barge that was unlit. So they went through the, under the bridge and hit the barge, Mm. not realizing that there was a barge because it was at nighttime. And actually funny enough, it was my birthday. Mm. It was my 17th birthday. And I told you I was a ballerina and we had a, I guess a spring concert. And so I was not going to school that day. I was, just going straight into dress rehearsal that entire day for the performance coming up. And I am legally blind. Really? (laughs) Fact about me. So I have have to wear contacts. I cannot see anything without Uh my contacts. Mm -hmm. And so that morning I had slept in and my best, two of my best friends walked into my bedroom and I thought, okay, first of all, I can't see these girls very clearly. Uh-huh. I think they're my friends. Uh-huh. 
they're supposed to be at school, why are they walking into my bedroom? Am mm-hmm. I still dreaming? You know, what, oh, what's wow. happening? Uh-huh. And they walked, sat on my bed, and they said, Annie, we have to tell you something. Michael John is gone. And I said, what? And he said, Michael John was killed last night. Happy birthday. <laughs> oh, man. And I thought, what in the world? And, you know, when you get that kind of news, it's shocking. You, it does, you don't absorb it very fast. And, you know, and, and again, in high school, I think things seem to be extreme. Everything's uh, yeah. extreme. Sure. You know, it's everything's taken to a, another level. And I just remember being angry, upset, and that was, you know, my, my narcissistic, you know, belief company. You know, why did you do this to me? Why did this happen to me? And then you start thinking, wait a second, what about the parents? What about the siblings? You know, that to them is, you know, just a tremendous, tremendous blow. So it was just step by step. And I have a great mentor. And she said, Annie, sometimes you have to take the next step. What is the next best step? What's getting out of bed? What is the next best step? Well, it's, you know, going through your day, moving, keep going, keep going, keep persevering, keep striving toward what is ahead. And, and that's when I, you know, started my journey of, you know, who are you, Lord? Mm -hmm. What is this all about? Why did you do this to this family? I mean, Michael John was such a beautiful person. He was, he was a great, great guy. He had everything going for him. Why did you take him? You know, very, very real questions. Yeah. And sometimes God doesn't choose to answer your mm-hmm. questions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But for me personally, it was through that tragedy that I found faith. And oftentimes I think God does use tragedy, even though I don't think that it is in his will that people die as tragically like that. We live mm-hmm. in a broken world and things broken happen because we are broken, but it's not God's will mm-hmm. for that. But he can use good. He can use it for good. It's not good. Right. But man, if you allow it, he can let your brokenness be used for good and for his purposes and I believe that that was exactly what happened to me when I stepped into that promise that he used that for good and for his purposes, that I would begin my Christian journey and that authentic relationship with him that now I can tell girls, it's hard. Being a Christian is not easy, but you have a good shepherd who knows your name and he will not let you go. Our mission statement is to creatively equip this generation to know Christ. And people have asked me, oh, do you write books? And I say, no, I write Bible studies Mm -hmm. because it's your journey and you have to get into the word. You have to know scripture because when you go through that trial, it is your hand that has to reach out to God's hand to Mm -hmm. say, save me. Mm -hmm. Like you did when he was sinking in the water, save me, Mm -hmm. Lord. And he does. He just reaches down and lifts you back up. Can't be your parents' faith. It can't be your friend's faith. It has to be your faith. And that is what is going to not only get you through the 
the hardships, but it will get you through the joys. I mean, Lord, thank you. We're celebrating. Here's the glory. Look what just happened today. Look how my prayers were answered. I mean, it's not just the tragedies. Right. You know, we think we need God, but it's also walking with him through the celebrations and the excitement. So it's great. That's so good. And how God used that horrible time, like you said, but, and he uses the great times too, like you're saying, the joy. And I think that, I think that's what people want to see. They want to see the joy and that we're right. doing what God's called us to do, but he's given us that. And I Absolutely. love it. I love it. It's exciting. It is. Jesus is exciting. Yes. And I think people think, oh, it's so uncool. Mm -hmm. Like, you're such a nerd if you believe in Jesus. (laughs) I mean, my grandmother had this picture in her wallet. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I'd follow that dude. (laughs) (laughs) We get this image in our head of who Jesus is. And I'm like, no, man, are you kidding? Look at the scriptures. He was amazing. Mm -hmm. He was fun. I mean, everybody were, they were attracted to him. Kids were attracted to him. The disciples left everything they had Mm -hmm. to follow him. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Yeah. It's good stuff. I love it. I love hearing your passion. I love it it so much. Yeah. I love it. What if, I mean, we all desire that for our kids. How do you um, encourage them to dig into God's word? Right. Well, you know, looking back, it's much easier as a young mom to make them sit still <laughs> and say, okay, we're going to do a quiet time together. And then when they get older, especially with their phones and Snapchat and Instagram, it's so easily, it's so easy to be distracted and it's harder to sit still. And I believe when, when they were younger, we did family devotions a lot which I think were so important. And it also showed us as, you know, Curry and I together grabbing our family and and doing a devotional. Those times to me were super special. Of course, we went to church. Of course, we went to Sunday school and VBS and all the the activities that church, Sunday school, and, and they offered. And that's why I believe it's so important to give them the word when they are little. And it's so true because when they are older, they will not depart from it. And sometimes you're thinking, are you sure God? It's like, because that decision that they made, I think that was a departure. In fact, I know it was a departure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That is not, you know, what I said. And now they kind of roll their eyes at me like, oh, mom, you're so godly. Oh, here comes a godly answer. You know, and I think, yep, here it comes uh-huh. because I'm not going to stray from what I believe in. And a lot of my Bible studies were written according to what they were going through. So if they were dealing with worry, then we would talk about that. But that's how my Bible study started to evolve. If they were dealing with worry, I'm like, okay, we got to, you know, we got to turn this channel. We got to switch it here. Instead of worrying, we've got to be thankful. So let's just stop right here and name 10 things that you're thankful for instead of being worried about them. Okay. Write that down. Put it in the journal. Um, one thing I've discovered as they get older and start to drive, kind of jumping a little bit in age, but we go to a very small traditional church. We love it. But it's not the live music, the amazing you know, lights, 
Yes. You know, the, that, you yes. know what I'm talking about, the non-denominational live worship, yes. which I love. Yes. I mean, I, yes. I love, I love it. I right. love that um, God can use so many different ways to reach yes. this generation. Right. Um, in fact, my husband says, it doesn't matter which fast food restaurant you go to, as long as you're being served real meat. Yes. I love so that. I love that because wow. it gave me the freedom if they said, mom, I want to go to this church. I was like, you know what? Okay. Mm-hmm. You go because I want you to love God and love his word. And if he is speaking you through you, through that non-denominational church, then I want you to go. Yeah. I want you to be so excited that when you come home, you can tell me everything about that sermon. Yeah. But it might not be where I, you know, where we worship right now. Right. It's, and, and that to me, I think God just said, I'm bigger than what, that was my, like my faith growing up. You did not move churches. Good gracious. I mean, that, was like, that was like moving hairdressers. Yeah. I mean, you do not, you are, you are committed to that hairdresser until they die. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you got a bad haircut, you stayed. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. kind of like that in Southern, you know, traditional. Yeah, yeah. Christianity, when you grew up in the Methodist church, you did not leave the Methodist (laughs) church. It was only when I went to college in 1988 that all the non-denominational churches started coming in and the screens came down. And that was my first exposure to worshiping God in a different way. Mm. So I would say to, you know, moms of teenagers who can drive and older teens, maybe adults, that it is okay. As long as they're serving real meat, that as long as they're learning Jesus and the scripture and who God is, then you can give your children the freedom Mm. to go to a different church or, you know, I mean, Young Life. I love Young Life. I was on staff with Young Life. That was another way that our kids got super involved. They got into campaigners where you're not the one teaching anymore. And that is... Mm. Where I had to let go as well, because I've always been their teacher, especially during the summers and during elementary school, we'd always have the Bible studies Mm -hmm. during the morning. Mm -hmm. And then one day it came that they said, Mom, we don't want you. Mm. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't want me? I'm like, (laughs) I'm so cool. I am not like that mom. You know, like I I can I can be. I can be up. I'm good. I'm cool. get you. I, you know, but you know, there time, comes a time when you need to let go and let someone else speak into their lives. Mm-hmm. But, but starting that foundation early, I think is yeah. so essential. But one thing you can't, as a mom, feed your children unless you've been fed. Yeah. And that is one thing I would say that has been so important in my life. I can't write a Bible study unless God is teaching me through someone else's. Yeah. yeah. And other people's, what they're learning. Um, it is not a, a solitary journey. Mm. You need that scripture, that reference, that, that, that good teacher, that preaching, the good music. That's another way that I think kids can learn about Jesus. And mm-hmm. now we have so many cool artists that love the Lord and have really neat music. I mean, Amy Grant was the only one around. <laughs> <laughs> Sandy Patty and yeah. Michael C. Smith. Uh-huh. Child Harris. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> but wow, it's changed. It, it has. It's exciting. It's exciting. That's great. I think that's so huge. And those are awesome practical tips. And I think I've heard that with my pastor's wife. She has said that many times about you cannot 
lead others to go where you haven't been. And that's huge. And that's true. And that's, uh, that's a sobering thought for us as moms and as women. Um, but it's encouraging because then it's like, but then you get to feed that into your children or to those around you. And I love that when she, right. It's an uh, overflow. It is. Let me tell you what God's taught me today. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, really? Like God taught you something? I'm like, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. Cause I sat and listened. <laughs> and like, still. You need to do. So uh, your modeling has, yeah. has a lot of impact. It does. It does. I love that. Okay. So tell me a little bit. Um, we've talked about your Bible story studies and like you said, you've used personal experiences in those and you've used whatever your children are going through at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us a little bit about the ministry of who, uh, it's for. Right. Well, I would tell you that it's gone through different phases okay. and the ministry has moved as my children grow. So the first Bible study I wrote was to 10 year old, 11 year old girls. Yeah. The second one I wrote was to 12, 13 year old girls. Mm. And then, so it really has evolved. I would say that we have 15 Bible studies in total, 10 are geared strictly toward that 10 to 14 girl okay. age range. All right. All right. I have three Bible studies for boys because my son was like, a mom, you only write for girls, you know, hello, you have <laughs> us. And I'm like, you're right. I do have boys. So I converted the girls studies into boys studies Nice, because God's word is God's word. It's yeah. not gender specific. Right. So because I'm a graphic designer, I get to write and design. Ooh. So I would just restructure the design to be more oriented toward boys. And obviously if the girls were talking about drama or not being able to be invited, I would change the story to the football game or mm. not getting on the team or mm. um, some kind of area where boys are struggling. Mm. So the Bible study started there. And then one of my mentors asked me to speak for her Bible study. And I thought, I can't do this, Neely. I speak to fourth graders, <laughs> and which I really realized it's great when you speak to women, but you use a fourth grade level. It really works. <laughs> it's so simple. Oh, I love <laughs> You're that. not talking deep theology. You're yeah. just using great illustrations. And, and I will tell you that when I talk, when I speak, when I write, I'm like, okay, Lord, I don't care if they remember anything that I say. I just want to give them passion to know your word Mm. that if I, if they can walk away from reading this study or from hearing me say something, they would walk away with, I want a passion for Jesus Christ. And that's what I met in my freshman roommate. I wanted her passion for me to study it. I didn't want her passion. Yeah. I wanted to study it personally. For so you. that's my goal in these ministries, in this Bible studies, that girls, women, boys would walk away with a deeper hope that they would know God's word better and that they would use it in their everyday lives. So I've written two Bible studies for women. One is an 11-week study, which I don't know why I tackled that first, but <laughs> it is such a fabulous study called Planted. Okay. And then I wrote another women's Bible study called Riding Tandem, which I also developed a girl's study to go alongside of it. Oh, how neat. That's terrific. I've done a mother-daughter study. Again, that's mm-hmm. where I was. It's mm-hmm. where you take a journal and you just buy one 
and you flip it back and forth. So you write in it, then you give it to her. She writes in it. She it. gives it back to you. You nice. write in it. They'll write down something that they might not tell you mm. verbally. Mm, that's so good. That's so good. You have a lot going on. We do. And we just released an app two years. I just saw that. Tell me about the app. So we have, um, well, it was our passion again to equip this generation to know Christ. And this generation is on their phones. Yeah. They're on their iPads. So we gathered 53 authors to write devotionals in the New Testament. So there are 260 weekdays in a year, and there are 260 chapters in the New Testament, which oh, I did not know. I didn't either. I know. So these girls can start January 1, and when they hit December 31st, they will have read the New Testament in one year. I love that. So it's geared toward, again, it's simple, it's yeah. short, it has a prayer every day, it has a journal every day. And the graphics are sensational. Oh, I bet. so artistic. And we've just developed it into a book. We're actually, we're releasing our second copy of this in a, hopefully about 10 more weeks. We yeah. sold out 530 days, which wow. is really big for us. Yes. So we've 1,500 more. And wow. so exciting things are happening in the ministry. That's they great. really, really are. Well, and They're, I feel like anybody can find something for somebody yes. in their family. You know, like as women, we can find one of your studies. As teenage or, you know, tweens or even yes. high schoolers, women or girls can find something. Boys. Now, what age yes. is your boys' study? So it's, again, middle school. Okay. That's good. So that is that eighth grade Ooh. when those boys need it. Yes. Oh, yes. That's a rough. A grader. That's a rough time. That's They're such rough. a rough time. Yeah. But there I think that's too. so good. And the app, um, actually, I think I downloaded the app. Um, so I need to check it out. It sounds great. And I think that is great. You're going exactly where they need it. They're on their phones. You're right. And so I think that's a great resource that we can use. And I'm going to put all of this in the show notes great. so that everybody can go check out your stuff. Um, let me ask you one question before we get to our fun little questions, okay? okay. Where can people find you on social media or your website? So we have uh, thouartexalted.com. Exalted is about as hard to spell as my last name. <laughs> it's E-X-A-L-T-E-D. Sometimes we will want to add that U or H in there. Oh, okay. We have a Pinterest page. We have an Instagram. I also have a personal Instagram called Annie Pagic. So you can follow me where I talk more about my family and my journey with the Lord. But that is where you can find us. Uh, we have a great new website we just developed. It's very user-friendly and very it's, colorful. It is. It's so pretty. It's so pretty. I love oh, it. The design you. is wonderful. You hard on it. Thank oh, you. It looks great. Okay, so I have four little quick questions before we leave. Yes. Um, one thing, uh, what do you love to do with your friends that is mm -hmm. life-giving to you? I love to be, this sounds terrible. <laughs> no, it's anything goes. You know, I love to be with my friends without my family. Does that sound oh, bad? No, no. You know, Lunch dates. Girlfriends where you could just be yes. goofy. Um, not that you would say anything that you wouldn't say if somebody was with you. Yeah. But I feel like the camaraderie is just, it's real. It's authentic. It's fun. You can be yourself. Yeah. You know, it's. It's lighthearted. Yes. You know, it's just, I like to have fun. Yeah. I like to walk with my friends. I walk with 
my two best friends every Friday and we talk about real things. So if my husband was walking with us, obviously I wouldn't maybe talk or they wouldn't share uh-huh. or, right. you know, if my daughter was walking with us. So that's what I mean. Yeah. Like without yeah. your family, oh, totally they, they might not communicate with you as they would mm-hmm. if somebody were there. Yeah. So I really think it's important just to get time alone just with your girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Okay, so three last questions, kind of the lightning round. It's what are you eating that you love, what are you reading, and what are you loving? Well, okay, so eating, that's kind of fun. So (laughs) I um, like to eat. (laughs) Well, you know, your body changes, your metabolism Uh, slows down a little bit. Yeah. Um, My father passed away from cancer a year and a half ago, and my mom has ovarian cancer right now. So uh, it's... Eating has been um, a change for us. So we are doing kind of a Whole30, Paleo okay. um, diet, which yeah. is, is, is hard. But if you, are, if you are prepared, then it's easy and fun. And so my husband and I are doing it. Our kids okay. are like, whatever, forget it. <laughs> Bring out the Cheetos. Yeah. <laughs> but, so we're trying to eat really healthy. Okay, so what is your favorite healthy, like if you had, like do you roast vegetables or do you do like, what do you do? Oh, wow. Well, you know, Paleo Running Mama has been like my go-to okay. website. She's okay. amazing. And also, let me look at my cookbook. Yeah, Danielle Walker, Eat What You Love. Yes. Love that cookbook. Yeah. So just actually, because I'm such a visual person, mm-hmm. I will look at the recipe first visually and say, okay, that looks good. I'll cook it. Okay. So <clears throat> I've been really experimenting with a lot of things. We That's also great. do Sun Basket. I don't know if you've heard of Sun Basket. No, I get two meals <gasps> delivered to my house each week. And it is so nice as a mom. Yes. Oh, yes. my gosh. And I make the family of four go, I, I make it go into a family of five and sometimes uh-huh. we even have leftovers, Okay, but you can order paleo, dairy free, nice. grain free. And so it just appears on your doorstep. That's it is the, the most, it's yeah. a splurge, but it is so divine and so worth it. Well, and then they so, have all the spices, like everything you need yes, is everything. in it. That's awesome. Packaged. All That's you great. need is like oil and salt and pepper, That's which great. I have. That's great. I don't have toilet paper, but I have salt and pepper. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got salt and pepper. That's great. Okay, what are you reading or what have you read lately that you love? So I am not a huge reader. I wish I was. Um, I've gotten better to listening. Thank goodness oh, to yeah. Audible. Yes, yes. I did just read Becoming Mrs. Lewis. <gasps> I keep hearing about this. Yes, Lewis. It is fabulous. Okay. It is, I've got to get it. It is great. Um, okay. Patty Callahan is actually a friend. Oh, I saw and, that on your Instagram. That's yeah. exactly I was thinking. I think I saw something about this. That's what it was I on know. your Instagram. So, that was so, so neat. Also fun to read a book when you know the author. That, <gasps> yeah. that I, you know, when I know somebody, I'll definitely read their book. That is awesome. More so. And I'm doing New Morning Mercies by yes. Paul David Tripp. Yes. I so that is a devotion. That is a go-to right now for me. Mm. Love it. Mm. Just, That's great. Okay, so what are you loving between all of this that we've already talked about? You're loving a lot. What are you loving? I am loving a lot. That's I great. I am just loving relaxing mm. and trusting in Jesus right now. Mm. I'm at a good place. Even though I've got a lot of hardship around me, mm-hmm. um, I've got a lot going on. We just bought a building for the ministry oh. to house it in Jacksonville so we can have more conferences and mm-hmm. retreats and Bible studies. That's a lot of work. It's mm-hmm. a lot of unknown, getting alone. Um, what are the interest rates? Being a businesswoman, mm-hmm. um, 
watching my mom struggle with cancer, um, watching my kids grow up and leave the house and have struggles of their own. But knowing that Jesus is in it, that's where I find my rest. That's where I find my peace. And if I am not in that place, then I, I can tend to see that anxiousness and start to rise. And I'm like, okay, Lord, no, 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 no. Give it to me. Just surrender. So I would say it's exciting to watch him work right now. I, I really, it's like, what's up today, Lord? Yes. Yeah, let's go. I'm, I'm following you. Mm, so I would great. say that's, that's where I am right now. That's, that's what great. makes me happy. That's wonderful. Well, you can see the joy in your face and your voice, and I am so grateful. I know how busy you are, but thank you for giving me oh my time gosh. today. It's been such a joy for me. It has been great, it, it, and I cannot wait to look yeah. into that app that you have and your website and look at all the studies that you have and that God has gifted you with and that He is continuing mm-hmm. to bless your ministry, and I am so grateful. So thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you so much. What a treat. Wasn't Annie fun to listen to? I just love hearing her passion for God, His Word, and I hope you caught those great practical parenting tips and the free app. And all of this information, including links of the books and resources we talked about today, will be on my website at renrobins.com slash podcast. Also, I would love to connect with you on social media. I'm on Facebook and Instagram at Friends of a Feather Podcast. Okay, I don't know if you're like me, but I'm forgetful sometimes. After I record, there's usually one question that I forget to ask my guest. So every Monday, I go live with my guest to get the answer to my question. So I would love to see you over there. Okay, are you encouraged by listening to these incredible stories from my friends on the podcast? If you would like to leave a review, I would love if you could do that today. Hop on over to iTunes and give a five-star one-line rating and review. Reviews and ratings are very important because it helps other women find the Friends of a Feather community so they can be encouraged just like you. I read each and every review, and y'all are just the best for doing that for me. Okay, thanks for joining me for episode 73 today. Remember, we're all friends of a feather, so let's stick together. Have a great week, and I'll see you next time. Bye, friends.